0: Right at the Fork is brought to you by
1: San Pellegrino. You care about your dining experience, so why not to just any water? Enhance your next meal by asking for a refreshing bottle of San Pellegrino and its refreshing, sparkling taste of the Italian Alps. It makes a difference. Eating and traveling? Go to sanpellegrino.com to see where the world's best chefs recommend you dine. And wherever you are, make sure to listen for our Right at the Fork classic episodes brought to you by San Pellegrino.
0: Zupans. Unsurpassed quality.
1: Join right at the host Chris Angeles for once-in-a-lifetime trips this fall to eat and sip your way through Sicily, Mexico City, and PFA's famous trip with Atala chef Jose Chesa to Barcelona. See the exciting itineraries at PortlandFoodAdventures.com and find Chris's contact info there. If you love food and travel, these trips are for you. <laughs> Time once again for Portland's Food Scene Podcast, and we're going classic here once again. Chris? That's not classic rock. No. Classic Portland. Classic Portland personalities.
2: Right. And so um, and so we reach deep, and we're happy to have Also, I'm happy to say that San Pellegrino, the folks at San Pellegrino are here with us, and they also make uh, produce aquapana from the beautiful Italian Alps. Well. Uh, they've Come to us and said, we want to support some of the folks in Portland, the people who uh, serve their wonderful beverages. And uh, so we're happy to have San Pellegrino with us, supporting those folks and our podcast. So I would say if you want to enhance your dining experience, order a bottle of San Pellegrino.
1: I think that uh, segues perfectly here, Chris. I know you didn't do it on purpose, but talk about a dining experience. Peter Cho... Appeared on the show uh, probably year and what, and a half year ago? and a half ago. Yeah. Episode 114. And he has one of the most unique, I'm going to put this in quotes, restaurants in town because he doesn't like to call Han Oak a restaurant. No, it isn't. You know what else I realized? My dog is named Oakley, and I am constantly
2: saying, Come on, Oak. Come oh. on, Oak. <laughs> Uh, there's that. And then also, speaking of Han Oak, Michael Russell came on this podcast and kind of joked that we'd become the Han Oak podcast with Gary the Foodie, who uh, who's, uh, hangs out with those guys yep. and he's there. Yep, so, uh Yeah, so Gary knows them very well, and we are, were able to, back in this classic episode from a year and a half ago, get to know uh, Peter pretty well. A little bit more about his background coming from New York and coming out here and really making noise in the Portland
1: food world. Absolutely. And we spoke to him just after his first James Beard nomination. He's been nominated again. Mm-hmm. And since this time, they've actually changed how Honok works. They were doing a different lineup, two days of one thing, two days of another. And now it's, I think, a hodgepodge of those together. Well, now it's a la carte. It's like when we went in on, yeah. so, I think it was Sunday or Monday.
2: Now they're doing that throughout the, time. the week. Yeah. It's not every night. Nope. Go to Han Oak, Han Oak PDX, I would think. Mm-hmm. Han OakPDX.com to check out when they do offer it. And, uh, and go to the regular Han Oak over on 24th and Gleason, or just north, right near Provador Market. And uh, it was our pleasure. Peter was really nice to come on. He's a busy guy. He's all over the place. So it's our pleasure not only to have him on then, but to have him on again. Yeah. So, yeah, Gary, you wanted to uh, intro Peter.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I didn't talk to him about this, and I may have some of this information wrong. I didn't actually talk to you about it, but let's give it a go, see how much of it is right.
2: Let's. There you <laughs> go. That, well, you know, a lot of this is winging, so, um, but Court and I had the opportunity to go to Han Oak, actually are Sunday, did we go on a Sunday night? It was night? a Sunday yeah. night, a couple of weeks ago. Dumpling and noodle That's right. night. And that was, uh, it was wonderful. I loved walking in there, and the vibe was so friendly mm-hmm. and so nice. And we sat at the counter. Yeah. It was fantastic. And this is because Gary had been prodding us a little bit. If you're going to get out, get to Han Oak. Hi, Gary. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for the wonderful Instagram posts. You're welcome. They are fantastic. I don't know if anybody's been... A few people have started to catch on to Food Podcast, PDX, Instagram. I'm, I'm following. Yeah, it's, no.
0: It's, We're getting it's, more likes than we used to. Oh, oh of yeah. course, because
2: We're we weren't paying attention to yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's great that this is your outlet now. There's no more Gary the Foodie. Uh, at the moment... And so, people can find you there. So, thank you. And well, it was particularly interesting to see the uh, you and Peter did a have been doing some crawls. Correct. Yes. We wanted to have you on with Peter because you know him pretty well. And we thought it would be a better interview if you're participating, Gary. So, okay. participate.
0: Okay. Let's go. Um, Peter was born and raised in Springfield, Oregon. He made it to New York City where he worked his way up the Spotted Pig ladder to Sue Chef. And Spotted Pig is a restaurant... Um, co-owned by the very, very famous April Bloomfield. He then moved on to April Bloomfield's of Breslin, which uh, is the one Michelin-starred restaurant, and we are, we, where he was a chef to his chef to cuisine for five years, including the year that they were awarded its Michelin star in 2010, and which they still have to this day. Um, after you moved to Portland, he and Johnny Lee started a pop up called Stray Dogs, and I was there the very first night of that pop up in December of 2014.
2: That's surprising. Uh, stra- that that that's shocking.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Stray, uh, Stray Dogs morphed into Stray Birds, which morphed into Han Oak. And Han Oak's accolades over the last uh, few months—it's um, been on three best new restaurant lists, Thrillist. Best new restaurant list, of which there were twelve of them. Eater's best new restaurant list, of which there were twenty-one, and he was just named recently a James Beard semifinalist. He Hanok was named a James Beard semifinalist for best new restaurant, one of the twenty one of twenty semifinalists. Well, and, and this is Peter what's Cho. interesting
2: about that is, I'm sorry, again, Peter Cho. And what's interesting about that is Peter wants to is here to tell us that it's not really a restaurant. After you just did that inter- introduction,
3: <laughs> yeah, you know we've been fighting. Yeah, we've been fighting that for a little while. Yeah,
2: why does it matter wh- whether you're a quote unquote restaurant? You're a place to eat. So the d- the word
3: restaurant, semantically, how does yeah? That- I think I, I just I think people have an expectation of what to you know what to get when they come. Um, it's unique in that we're only open a few days a week and it's also unique that we're sort of changing the format between the two two days, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mondays. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's unique um, to that space, um, but also just unique to Portland. I think Portland is accepting of those kinds of different concepts.
2: Well, that's why I think it's not necessary to say this isn't a restaurant per yeah. se because there are so many different types of restaurant experiences or eating experiences right, right, right. here um yeah the whole
3: like pop-up movement i feel like um sort of helped with that and right i, th- I think so, we've been accepted in that way only because of that a lot of that you know over the past three years um
0: do you consider yourself a pop-up
3: uh no no i mean we have our space and we pay rent so yeah
0: I so mean, you,
2: so yeah you are you just change, it's a different thing every night, but yeah. I don't think that's unusual to Portland. If you were somewhere else, you might have to explain that away, but I still think restaurant applies. And I'd yeah. be, you've been getting all these accolades
3: as a restaurant. Right.
2: Don't pull that away.
3: Right, right, right. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all been very good. Uh, yeah, all the publications have been very kind.
2: Are you surprised when you hear about all this? Yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, are uh, you genuinely humbled? I mean, because you work, you've had experience- yeah. With in New York, the big stage right, with right, right.
3: those kind of awards, and now yeah, you're but bringing that, w- that here. Yeah, no, it is kind of weird to to get it um, uh, for myself. Obviously, you know, working for April, she, you know, she got a lot of those accolades in New York, and uh, for me, it's a little. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's weird. Every time uh, we've been on one of those lists, I'd be sleeping, and my wife would wake me up and slap me on the head and be like, "Hey." look at this and you know i'm half awake and yeah come come to find out we're on some some crazy list
2: does it ever as a business person does it dawn on you oh shit now we're gonna have to open another night
3: because we're gonna have to (laughs) we have (laughs) to do we we, we're gonna have the demand no absolutely i i I think i said that after the eater one came out i was like oh no, oh no we're gonna be busy this weekend and inevitably, yeah, the the reservations pick up, and we've got to staff up and get, you know, get prepared.
2: Yeah, what I generally hear out there is when something like that happens, it's one year of effect, and then you've got to keep it up, obviously. Yeah.
3: But, um, so, you're probably seeing that. Well, yeah, and, I mean, I feel like every time uh, an article comes out, we get we get a busy week or two, but... But it gets spread out for us, which is nice. We're not like totally slammed. People can still make a reservation next Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday. Um, there's plenty of room in the books. and
2: That's now. So yeah. this, this is streaming in uh, a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. So that could change rapidly oh, sh- because you yeah. could become like a long bond, <laughs> right? Do you yeah. want w- – would you fear being six months out with reservations?
3: Yeah, I would actually because we, um, you know, we schedule – We basically open our reservation books 45 days in advance. Um, But outside of that, we, you know, we don't want to be locked down to six months of reservations because we're not set up that way. I'm there. Uh, My wife is there. Um, And we just never know where where we're going to be with our staff. Everything's very tight with us. Because we're only open four days a week, Um, you know, we have uh, a handful of staff uh, front and back of the house. And, you know, we just keep it really tight. Scheduling's tight. You know, the margins are tight.
2: Um, can that change over time? Uh, can the margins get a little better yeah. as you get more? You know, the, I've noticed price creep in Portland yeah. recently. Yeah. So you you have an opportunity to kind of start a new thing. You've been there for a while now. Right. But a lot of people are new to it. A lot of people, Court and I went, new experience. Right. Um, could you start the... Uh, You know, could you see where margins will expand?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, like, I don't treat it like a real restaurant because of the fact that we're only open four days a week and we're just kind of doing this. And things have changed over the the past year, too. Uh, We had a brunch service. We stopped that. We added the dumpling and noodle nights. Um, I want to be able to change. I want to be able to, like, have that space be more flexible and... Um, I was just talking to a good friend and we were talking about, you know, hosting residencies um, and having, you know, chefs visiting from across the country, maybe the world and coming and spending five days and cooking their food here to introduce it to Portland. Um, I want to be able to do that six months from now. But if I'm booked solid like a long bond. You um, don't have that flexibility. don't really have that flexibility, yeah.
0: But he's already. I mean, he hosts pop-ups now. I mean, Ch- Chelo, yeah, well, had one with mm-hmm. March first, and then the ramen shop from Oakland uh, did a two-night stint in January, which yeah, to was. Have those guys come back, you you couldn't. I'm I'm sorry, anyone who missed that. Yeah. I'm sorry, you missed the best ramen you probably ever have in your life. So,
2: so, Gary, here's a question: How do you find out about those things? Is it only on? Do you find about you know if you follow? You must have a newsletter, Peter, for Han Oak. And by the way, is it, the proper pronunciation, because this is always important to me, is it Han or Han? Han. That's yeah. good. Hanok. Well, I got that one right. Yeah. Gary said Han. Yeah.
0: Gary says yeah, a lot well, of things. I say a lot of things wrong. Well, <laughs> no, I'm
2: glad to hear that, because I thought, you know, I, I take great pain. No, I take slight pains to
3: yeah. try to get them right. Yeah, say Budachige. <laughs> yeah.
0: Voodoo guy, voodoo guy.
3: Yeah, we had a
2: good I'd laugh. Sco- Let's
0: screw that, that one up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you guys have been doing restaurant crawls. Is it a beer? Is it a James Beard crawl that you're doing? No, no. Oh, okay, because no, I, no. I, I saw you. I saw you guys. It's kind of look- like. The pigeon and I was trying to figure out how do I get invited to that? The stuff I'm seeing on our
3: Instagram, how do I get invited to that? <laughs> right. You, yeah, you guys. Why, why aren't you going on these?
1: Because <laughs> Gary doesn't say anything. He just he's he's he just, he's living his life. Yeah, so he's doing the
2: Gary exactly.
3: thing. Exactly. I see it afterwards and thought eh, I'd come in for that. Yeah, you know it's pretty epic. The one we went to, we went to five places and and I mean for Gary, he'll have. You know three tasting menus in a night so do
2: you do that is that standard you're oh, only doing no that because you're with
3: gary no way i wonder how many people do that so I, I i'm sure there's a bunch of people and i feel like there's i don't think so man there's folks there's folks who, who do that there's some instagram accounts that i follow there. some portland people who are doing that or people who oh, are traveling no.
2: in from out of town yeah. you know i can yeah, understand
3: I just, where gary goes and gary you can
2: explain this you'll go to paris or chicago or san francisco and i can see trying to get in six eight restaurants in two nights but in portland there's it's you know why would you do that well we we,
0: well it's just it's just fun
2: okay that's your that's your recreation so and then everybody always says it's incredible that gary isn't this big fat guy how do you do (laughs) that how do you do that because he works out and he he walks i tell everybody he walks everywhere too
0: i walk everywhere yeah. yeah
2: That's what it is. So how was how it for you, Peter, going on uh, five restaurants in one night?
3: Yeah, I mean, that was, that was special because, um, so we, uh, my wife's son and I have a two-year-old son, Elliot. And in the two years, we probably only went out maybe two times. So we, we um, wanted to go out. Um, actually had my brother um, babysit him and and yeah, knocked out five places that I'd never been to, and and since then we've we've got a running list. So now we're just like going to try and, and so that gets you the, that, that that got that the
2: you fed the, you fed the drug. Oh yeah, through, totally. and now yeah, you want to get out.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah so, she she got the bug, I think, and so it's really it's really Son's lead. She you know as long as she's okay with um, Elliot being with you know somebody else for the night, and we can. Well, I was, I will her. say this and. This is the first time I've ever offered
2: marital advice on this podcast. I mean, someone who's been single now for a long time, but it's very important yeah. when you have a two, three, four, five-year-old yeah, yeah. to get out. Yeah. And you have to, especially when you ha- you're doing something where you're doing where it's all in the same place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, I think the best advice I can give anybody is just make sure you get out and you have you time. Yeah. The, the time that you had before you had
3: children. Yeah. That's incredibly important to yeah. revisit. Um, but Gary's there.
2: Yeah. Gary, or or Gary the third wheel is Well, that's true. So you are going out with your child. Yeah. no, not a third or, wheel, just another child. Or no, g- yeah, I, I, totally. <laughs> I, know, I live it. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Gary the third wheel.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of names for Gary now. It's, it's it was Gary. The, the G- yeah, Gary the glutton, Gary the food runner. Now, so he ran a couple dishes uh, a couple nights ago, or a few weeks ago. Uh, he's Gary the fifth wheel when he goes out with uh, uh, Roadhouse, yeah, Roadhouse and Woodware. So I'm gonna I'm gonna address this now, and this is Peter's
2: interview, but I just want to ask. It, it relates to Peter too, but Gary, you're here. So after your podcast last week, your February update, um, or two? was it, Yeah, it was last week. I didn't tell you, but I got a couple of emails from people saying, "Really, he's bored of the Portland food scene," <laughs> and and I kind of understand that. I'm kind of like, "Hey, Gary, you gotta you gotta get a little real here. Uh, we have a lot of fun places to eat, which is tipi- which is exemplified in the fact that you're going out with Peter and you're having a good time. So you're kind of contradicting yourself. Uh, well, you
0: so I, I should go out to eat in Portland. Is that what you're saying? Because I may not. I mean, it, it's it's not it's not the most exciting food city. I mean, like I, I was just in San Francisco and had went to five restaurants in ten hours. Yeah, and the the food I had, as anyone who wants to look at that Instagram, is just was just super super. It wasn't a lot of it wasn't fantastic, but I put almost every restaurant in there and would be in the top five. Six but in so, Portland.
2: But you're, you're discussing a different, a certain plane of restaurants,
3: right? A certain level of restaurants. Yeah, I think that's unfair to, to compare San Francisco to Portland.
2: Yeah, because so you're looking for, you know, you like chef driven restaurants, and the smaller plates are things you really like. They're not necessarily, I like them, I enjoy them, and for me, they're part of my mix, but it's not the first place I'm thinking I want to go is that experience and so when you're talking about being bored there are only so many of those in portland and there are a lot of them in san francisco and a lot of them in the cities you visit so my point is you're going out with peter having a great time in portland it's not but that
0: has that's it's not it's not just the food when i go with peter and son it's 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 actually a lot less about the food and more about being with them and talking and having a good time you've talked about that you talked about that, Chris, before that you don't even know what you ate. All you can think of rem- is all you can remember is the interaction you had with the people you were with. You don't remember what you ate. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, know. I, I th-
3: like to not remember what I ate, but I feel like okay, you're, yeah. you're. I feel like you're dining out differently now. I feel like when you go to San Francisco, you're you're going out there to try these places with Michelin stars and taking pictures of every dish. But like here, I, I and I noticed it now. You're dining out with other folks a lot more and just ha- trying to have a good time. And, it, and right. that's why I want to do this more regularly with you, is that, like, you can have a good time at any place. <laughs> it doesn't right. have to be a Michelin yeah. star place. And, and we, the, we, the good thing about, like, it's been awesome to have and get closer, and, um, come closer to Gary and, and have him become a friend. He comes in. The thing about Hanoke is that people, like, our friends in the industry and chefs and stuff, they come to visit us, so we feel like we're going out. And that's why we... we don't really go out and go out to eat because you know it's it's a social it's a social event, right? But it's very different to be sitting at a table and
2: have uh, ordering well, whatever you order and enjoying that rather yeah. than being on the other side of the table and talking. But court the night we were there, we saw a lot of There's people from the industry. Three there. or it was like three or parade. four, or
1: just yeah, just in the two hours we were there, it was yeah. a parade yeah. starting
2: yeah. with Earl, yeah. you know, sitting on the corner <laughs> yeah. from from Paddy and Longban and yeah. and Hot Yai. You have to you now. Every time you mention somebody, you have to mention all three restaurants. Like, <laughs> so when I talk about Jose, you yeah. can no longer just say Atala. Yeah. You have to, so uh, Earl was there, and then um, we saw um, Jin from Bamboo. Yeah, yeah. P.J. But, yeah. yeah.
3: And, uh, a few people. Babysitter. Yeah. So, yeah, I try to get him to babysit as much as yeah. can. P.J. is <laughs> really good. I have a Elliot. standing. I actually have a standing offer. Yeah. If anybody wants to come in and dine at the counter. And, and watch Elliot. They eat for free, eat and drink for
2: free. <laughs> oh wow! You're gonna get it. You're gonna get a, I think you'll get a few inquiries. Probably, right? probably you'll do better at that yeah. than we get when we say make a comment or rate the podcast. Right. That yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. No, but
1: they get to come and have that fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm st- and that. I'm, f- yes. I'm, I've been thinking about that fried chicken since I was there. Didn't nice. you, Gary? Didn't you say that that's uh, in your like top tier, first or top second, three. top three?
0: Top Yeah. Pete gave me shit about that. Saying it should be, well, could it be like number one? But see, I, since, I, <laughs> since I said that, man, I love that wet chicken. The moist chicken. love to <laughs> oh, use those no. words. Wet and moist. Not right. with chicken. Now, not with food. Um, I learned that when I was it's food. It's grazed, ready. Gary. But, it says wet, wet on, on the menu, chicken, doesn't
3: it? It's really getting close. <laughs> I think, you need
0: to say <laughs> I
2: think it's terrible to see. I steered away from it, but yeah. I'm going to say I did remember that, yeah. to, to clarify oh, yeah. or correct myself. Absolutely remember that, and I want to go back for that fried chicken. Awesome. Yeah.
0: And, uh, I just, just want to say that Han Oak is one of the most unique experiences in Portland because it, it feels... While it, like, well, Pete's right, is... I mean, I still think of it a restaurant, but it really isn't a restaurant We're it's just, it feels, it's, it's, you know, right next door is Pete's home, and the restaurant feels like Pete's home. Um, There's so a completely it's, it's different vibe when
2: you walked in. When you yeah. walk into there, you yeah. feel like you're in someone's home. It's right. B- right. Very welcoming, and it's not that sun came over and just has this beautiful smile. That, in and of itself, was uh, extremely uh, warming Right off the bat, yeah. but just the the energy when you walk in, it feels like oh, this is a place I want to be. Yeah, and so well, good job. Did you? Yeah, you the can't two of us I mean, the,
3: plan that. That's just emanating from you, right? But, uh, yeah, but you know, when like that night that you came in, it was busy, so we were we were you know putting <coughs> in the weeds. But um, but Earl comes in, and immediately my guard is down not that i have a guard up but it's like i just relax you mm-hmm. know like friends show up and they, they all want to come and sit at the counter i say hi a bunch of people i never i haven't seen in a long time or they come regularly but like i i feel more relaxed and then young is there with Elliot, and everybody knows you know everybody and you know we have you know two cooks andrew Mason. And Kevin and Robin and and all these guys, like, you know, they've been in the industry in Portland for a little while, and so they have friends come come in and and dine. And it just makes us all relax and, and, you know, feel like throwing a party, really. Have you uh, heard from April recently? Are
2: you still in Um, touch with her? Yeah, we text every now and again, yeah. What did you take from her to bring to Han Oak to make it that much more of a great experience?
3: Um, you know, Han- I don't know. I guess like when we opened Hanok the space really um kind of dictated what it was going to be. So, my past experience in New York, it's just so different that obviously my cooking has been influenced and will be influenced by her cuz that's I mean, I learned everything uh working for her. Um And you walked in with no
2: culinary school experience. Yeah. yeah. How much experience had you how you had when you walked in to get a job? None whatsoever. None? Yeah, none.
3: And how'd you get a job? Well, so I was, uh, so when I first moved out to New York, I, was, I followed my brother. He moved out there and he, he was living in a, a four-story brownstone in Harlem. And what was cool was that each floor sort of had, there was like a couple who lived on one floor. Our floor had me, my brother, and another guy and it was sort of the four mates. And then the, the top floor had another three women who were all four mates. And we would all, the whole house would take turns, one, one person each every Sunday, cooking Sunday dinner. So I had to cook for 12 people um, uh, every few weeks. And like cooking for myself and my brother or, you know, whoever, is very different from cooking for 10, 12 people. And so I got, I got into cooking. Um, and one of my uh, the, one of the four mates, um was a foodie, and I I didn't really know about the restaurant scene in New York at all. So um, he was the one that sort of guided me, and he would take me out to dinner, and, like take me. You know, we we would cook together. Um. So yeah, that's what got me into cooking. What were you doing, Ben, for for a living when you were living? Uh, I had just graduated college, and so I was just out there, kind of, yeah, dicking around in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I and got so, a job so, I how, got a job at Whole Foods Market in Chelsea, and they had a funny, like, uh, grocery delivery, like, program. So, you, people would go in, and nobody, like, in New York, there's a lot of, like, four-story walk-ups or, you know, five-story walk-ups sometimes. And people would get bags and bags of groceries and not want to, like, take it home with them. So, we would, like, go. And so, that was a f- fun job. To have. And good exercise. When, yeah, when I first moved to New York, I was driving like you know a refrigerated sixteen passenger van with like another guy, just like, and that was back before iPhones. We had maps, fold out maps of the city. Wow. Just getting lost in Midtown or like you know West Village, like where all the streets kind of cross. And you had to park that thing.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. at least you had I two got it, really two good of you. at pillow parking. Uh, yeah. Uh,
3: but anyways, uh, Whole Foods got me into food a little bit more and. And um, yeah, and then I just learned about sort of the restaurant scene, and I really had no idea. So I, how
2: did that interview go? So, what did you say to her? And so to yeah, get her so I was like, you
3: in? so I was watching a lot of Food Network and, and all that, and um, I was like, hey, I think I could I could cook. I think I could, you know start my way up from the bottom or something, and but at the same time I was considering uh, going to culinary school french culinary institute and i visited and i was about to plunk down you know 35 grand i think at the time uh for a nine-month program and another friend was like you know what you should just like walk into a restaurant and see if you can get a job spotted so, like, start, pig. yeah started start. yeah, yeah, start as a dishwasher and so i did and i fell like ass backwards into the spotted pig like i just happened to be walking by to visit a friend in the west village and I saw this like cute little place that was like off the street from the main street, and it looked really, you know, nice. It was lunchtime, so it wasn't crazy busy like it is. And then I walked in and had a quick interview with a phone. You know, could that happen stuff. today? There, do you think it would be a different process? I think that could happen anywhere. If somebody like walked into to to Hanuk and said, "Hey, I just want to learn." And, and it happened Sorry. to be
2: a day that you were either shorthanded or been thinking.
3: Yeah, be good. yeah. I mean, I because of my story and my background, I would be accepting it of anybody really. So, what As is your
2: back? You, so, you grew up in Oregon.
3: Yeah. So, I, I was actually born in Korea. Um, we, our family, immigrated to, to, to the states when I was seven, and we moved to Springfield. And
2: what and brought them to Springfield? What brought your parents? So, to Springfield? my great aunt.
3: So, my dad's aunt. Um, was living in Eugene uh, she had married an American uh, soldier during the, during the Korean War and moved or after and then moved um, and she sort of brought my dad's side of the family mm-hmm. uh, what
2: kind of process was that do you remember it seven you know, is when have, you start having you should have some memories
3: well no so I don't know I think all of that that like you know, moving to a new country and all that. It was, it was kind of a traumatizing experience, maybe. I feel like there's a lot of it that I don't remember. Do you remember I just have a being te- in Korea? I just have a terrible memory in general. Um, but yeah. There's, like, pockets of... Yeah, I, I don't remember much. There was a kid out... Like, there was a kid in high school who was like, hey, I remember you when you first came to the first grade elementary class and had your head down <laughs> on the table for the entire day. Um, but, yeah, that was, I think... So well, maybe you don't remember it because
2: I'm guessing you didn't speak English, right? No, when you got not, here, yeah, no, no, so no. that's got to be a tough experience. It's yeah. hard enough changing schools, yeah. But right, speaking another language. And sure. by the way, Springfield is not, as far as I know, is not a real metropolitan
3: cosmopolitan no, tiny, tiny little town. Yeah, it's a my tiny brother and I were the like he's he's old, two years older than me. And we were the only Koreans growing up, like all all throughout all uh, middle school, high school. Only Koreans at our school. And so, what were you? Uh,
2: I saw your parents are in your kitchen. Yeah, now, right, yeah, helping yeah. or working. What are they? Are they just there once in a while? So no, they're was, they're Did there she all teach the, you what you know now?
3: Well, yeah, um, over the past year, yeah. And we, I don't, don't mean learning. to say she. Did they? Yeah, uh, my mom mostly. Yeah, I got. I did. I did grow up cooking with my mom a lot. I I always found myself in the kitchen and helping her. Um, making dumplings was like always a thing. She'd make a big batch of, of dumpling filling and my sister. I would, uh, my brother always got away with it, but my sister and I would sit, sit around and make dumplings. And so
2: sit. that, you would rather have not made the
3: dumplings? Uh, dumpling? What do you mean? Well, you said your brother got away with it. Well, he got away with not having to, like, make dumplings. with yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 But
2: So now they're making dumplings in your kitchen. Yeah. Uh, yeah wh- that's, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. And they're... They got a process going, yeah, for sure, yeah. and that's what it is. Uh, it's I can't remember who I just. I think I just saw Bourdain, in, uh I don't know, he was somewhere, and and it was a whole dumpling. Yeah, and it's, they it's do them like five least, seconds. It's not each. easy. Yeah, yeah. No, twenty, I, I 20 just,
1: turns. I just remember watching. Oh, oh yeah, the you just, oh. Bell. Yeah, just the, the just the muscle memory because you were carrying on conversations while you were doing it. Yeah, and like every single dumpling though is just perfect every single time yeah, yeah. that's training yeah
3: <laughs> that's training uh to, to do the same thing and make it exactly the same yeah
2: <laughs> so gary as food wise i'll ask you what makes home oak uh what elevates that experience for you that it makes it special to go there because you go there quite often you have to like it what are the things there that, last, that well last that are night different? i was
0: there i just came in for about an hour sometimes it's just i come in for an hour drink some of Michelle Rucco's cocktails, get it to go order, as I did last night, and go home. It, like I said, it, it, if I get stressed out, I just want to relax. I, I normally go Sunday, Mondays for noodle and dumpling night. I I, I can't remember the last time I was in for the uh, Friday, Saturday dinner. Yeah, what's um, up with that, Gary? Since he started to do the noodles and dumplings, I just really despite my, that's my jam because yeah. there's no reservations i don't have to think about it. if i want to go in right. i just go in sometimes i come in you know what i, I occasionally do this to to other places maybe just castania maybe uh, where i'll just come in toward the end of service and hang out i do it i do it a lot at <laughs> hanoke yeah. where it's the most unusual kind of cool thing is like after service everyone just kind of sits at the bar and just everyone just kind of winds down everyone counts the money and just kind of relaxes and People have staff meal. All
2: right, leftovers. so you have a relationship, but I guess let me try it another way. Not that you weren't—that's not a good answer. But what got what got the beard? What got the James Beard Foundation's, atten- Foundation's attention? Uh,
0: uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume it's, it's the, the food is is I don't know if it's unique, but it's it's done in a very mm, kind of non-traditional way for a Korean restaurant, and I and. The, the food is, is is I
3: don't know I, put I, it really I like, that you're, putting, I, forward, I, I like that you're putting him on the spot because I don't think he thinks that I deserve it <laughs> <laughs> Gary, he was probably just as shocked as I was maybe maybe the laugh is his way of not having to discuss it. <laughs> hey, That's it's, a diversion. Cool. it's cool no. I mean we keep it real well, with Gary, Gary no, the, Gary's always very real I'll,
2: yeah. I'll the, put you on the, the spot Gary did he deserve a James
3: Beard
0: nomination
3: yeah he's just as shocked though
0: I, he, he he got one. That's all that matters.
2: <laughs> okay. Thanks,
0: <Gary>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you think, Peter? What what do you think got their attention and
3: thrill attention? What is it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it is a unique experience. Like like you said, walking. I mean, I I judge places that way too. I walk in and see how it feels, and I feel like if I feel if, if a space feels really good, and and I. I know that I'm going to have a good time. I was talking about this with uh Kevin, one of our cooks and he's like it's up to you as the guest. It's up to you. You're going to have a good time. You d- you decide that when you walk in. And I think if people are are coming in to, to check you out or judge your food or whatever, then you're not going to have a good time. And I don't think that's that's any restaurant thing. So like a, a lot of so people like, are
2: doing that. That's all the, the that's
3: that's what they do right on the other hand they may forget they're there to have an experience as right. well but i think like you know critics or people who dine that much if i it's hard to keep that up if you're like going to a bunch of places so so you know people that have written about us they're on a, a countrywide tour to check out all the new places and so if, if you know you can grow tired of like going to so like when they walk in they a feels interesting and weird like they can't find it it's at the back of a parking lot and, and the, but they come in and it's warm and inviting and there's people like at the counter like gary's there shooting the shit and like
0: but it looks like does, people are having a good time they come in james, and
3: that doesn't give you a james spirit yeah but i think that gives them a good experience right. so if you're having a good time you know company is good and you're you're you know then the food tastes better, I think, right? I, I agree. I, I, but You may not remember it. No, I, I'm like, not
2: saying I forgot yours already. It was pretty recently. So, yeah. But my question is, you know, you can get dumplings and yeah. you can get noodles in a lot of places in Portland. Yeah. And I haven't been to your Friday and Saturday night dinners, right. like the coursed out dinners. Yeah. So are those what anybody would have judged those upon? Yeah. That's high praise and you haven't been here very long, yeah to well I be nominated.
3: Also, yeah, I also haven't been cooking this food for very long, but I, it, it's the help of staff, our, our staff is like I've been blessed with having you know really talented cooks and to get me to this place, like, and yeah. so
2: your plan when you moved here was to do pop ups and get to where you are now, or something like what well, you didn't know because it was based on the space yeah. that you built built yeah. around it, yeah. but that was your goal. you didn't come out just to do pop ups and then executive no. chef for somebody.
3: I definitely didn't want to work as a chef for another restaurant, for sure. Um, I, did, I did spend some time looking for a space of my own. And it's, it was tough at the time. I think you really have to, like, be here for a few years before you can find an interesting space. Um, but, yeah, my plan wasn't to, to get right back into cooking. Um, yeah.
2: Were you planning just, to open a place up with Johnny?
3: Uh, no, we just, you know, that just happened. Um, I was helping out so Naomi uh, I I met Naomi Pomeroy from uh, from Beast uh, we had done some events and we met in Miami for like a food and wine event and, Um, so when I first moved out here I reached out to her I reached out to a bunch of chefs but I reached out to her and she's you know she was always very like helpful and welcoming and, and so I was helping out Beast for a little while and at the same time Johnny was helping um, with a couple shifts and so we just like you know, we would be in the back prepping something, uh some big prep project and shooting the shit. Oh, so you guys met out here? Yeah, we met out here. I had I had met him at Clyde when he was there, but yeah, we met out here. And I'm sure our paths cross New York at some point, but it seems that everybody's paths
2: you know, when I read it's chefs out here have worked in New York, yeah, a lot right. of them I see not a lot, but enough. I see eleven Madison Park, the same names over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um but there are so many restaurants, but there are certain restaurants it's, that everybody's been through. I mean, right. here in Portland, we have ours. Right. Like, you know, it was Wildwood and Paley's, and mm-hmm. but in New York, yeah, the, those are some that everybody's kind of
3: walked gone through. Yeah, like, the is it, is, isn't there like a, a tree, like a family tree, restaurant family tree in Portland?
2: Yeah, is there was, uh, it was done by Michael Russell, I think. Yeah, really, I might be no. wrong. No? Who was it?
0: Um, I was looking at it the other day, actually. It yeah. was in... Uh what's called Mix from like four years ago. Oh, actually okay. I actually was looking at it like I I had a I've a co- I have a hard copy.
2: It was the Oregonian um, that did it, but it wasn't Michael. I
0: don't think so. It was, it was I I can't rem- I mean I, if I could find it I I would tell you right now, but it was in, it was in Mix. Well, it we'll was in a magazine. We'll tag Michael and invite him to Oregonian. correct
2: us and tell us who did it. But anyway, it's a pretty cool thing. However, it's outdated at this point in time. It needs to be updated and it would be Larger, like yeah. exponentially larger, with everything that's gone on. So, um, so you have you have a creative bent, right? Because you want to change things up. You don't yeah. want to do the same thing all the time. Hey, Gary, whatever you're doing, if you're like stapling for the local <laughs> school, <laughs> Gary, what are you doing? Pardon?
0: Gary, I, I, you're, you're kind of going in and out. So well, you're you you're
2: right making, the reason we're going in and out is you're you're making some noise over there.
0: I was looking for the the mix thing,
1: man. Oh, okay, okay. Good.
0: I just pulled it up. It was
1: it was released in Mix Magazine. Michael Russell did report on it, so everybody's correct oh. so far. But I don't think he put together the list. I'm trying to pull it up. Who uh, who actually? Did.
2: It needs to be. It should be updated. It would be a big project for somebody though yeah. to to update it. Um. So do you have if if it's updated, and if it were to be updated four years from now? So, when you went on your crawl, was there anything that uh, astounded you? Where did uh, you guys go? What are the five restaurants you did on that
1: one night?
0: The Super Bite, Atala, yeah, that burger, Fit House. Oh
1: man, I want to go back for that. Is this yeah, the, the Super Bite Burger? Super burger, Super, Super
0: Bite. Burger.
1: Bite. I've, been, I've, been, I've, I've seen it posted multiple times on like Instagram, and I'm like, yeah, right, I don't that, think, that looks I mean, like the like burger should, for me. You should get
3: that burger anytime, not just their happy hour. Yeah, it's,
1: but, they, they're calling it their happy hour burger, but I think it is available. Right. Well, you time. can get on it on the a regular cask menu for fifteen dollars,
0: which yeah. includes the fries. Yeah. Oh,
3: you can
2: get it. And, okay. and,
0: and Peter saying that he loved the burger means a lot because at the Breslin, they had a lamb burger that is nationally, not worldwide, known.
3: So, what else did you like? So, Atala. Yeah, Atala was fantastic. Um, yeah, we. Bit had, House,
0: we had the bologna sandwich.
3: Yeah, Bit House. Yeah.
2: How's the bologna Klikoska. sandwich at
3: Bit? How's
2: the bologna sandwich at Bit house?
0: It was more sophisticated than I than I thought it would be. It was, it was actually they didn't call more a sandwich.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: And then, and then what, we went to Kachka.
2: Yeah. How's Kachka doing? I haven't been there in a while.
0: Um, same it, as always. Busy. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's awesome. So, I, <laughs> like, because we haven't been out and, you know, you hear about Atala and, and, and Superbite and you hear about all these places and how great they are and, and you just, I don't know, it's hard for us. Uh, we just, with high expectations, you know, are disappointed a lot. But it was, it's pretty awesome to go to those places and be like, okay, this is really good. Wow. It's actually like, you know, lives up to all the hype. Yeah,
2: I find it incredible how hard people, in the chefs and cooks, people in the industry work and how little they get to go out. There yeah. aren't a lot of chefs. Once in a while, you get to go out on a Monday, Sunday or Monday night. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's why we did our, have children, did our Sunday, Monday nights um, was as an industry, as a industry draw. friendly, yeah, yeah, it's it's nights. great. So, but you're on, you're working. What are you doing the other three days a week? Uh, is there a lot of prep involved? Yeah, there's What's, a
3: good amount of prep involved, and we do try and um, sell private events as much as we can. So we have you know twenty five to fifty people.
2: Um, and how are those doing? Because I maintain knowing what I know yeah, and selling definitely. events, man. Yeah. We're gonna we're the, gonna well, do one though. I know. I want to. F- thank you for saying that. I yeah. appreciate it. But it's the event space is really tough now. So right. people like you who have a vibe and are getting attention, you're the ones. And and you know Maya at May, mm-hmm. you're the ones who can do an event and sell it out in. 10 minutes.
3: Well, I wish but, I could. I'm, I know Maya sells out that
2: fast. Well, but hers is a weekly, right. you know, people are tuned in and she's right. getting a lot of yeah. attention yeah. now. So you can still get in for brunch if you wait a couple of hours yeah. on a Sunday brunch.
3: Well, that's good to know.
2: Yeah, but this Wednesday night, it's I've, I've started to watch that. So you get the email and it's usually seven, eight minutes later. The next email comes and says, okay, well, Wednesday's gone, but we still have Sunday, Monday. Are you at that point with
3: your with your events? No, not at all. Not okay. At all. Yeah, and, and I just don't think we um, are very good about promoting or giving ourselves enough time. But you know, like Maya, I mean, she's killing it. She's. I mean, that's that's pretty special. And well, I think she's it, also she's now going great, into like, year
2: two or three that she's been doing there. right?
3: Um, people, when people are know to do that, and they know that they have to pay attention to an email that's going to go out, and they follow follow you on your. Well, it, your social media and yeah and actually read an email that goes out you know <laughs> that then then yeah people are, but people are so on top of that because if, that's the only way to get in
2: yeah well there's that and Nodoguro and Longbond yeah. but I don't even see an email from Longbond I might not be on the list but yeah. he's just said you know I guess he's kind of put his hands up but I do see some potty yeah. stuff out there but well, I, I, no, I
0: mean, no email from Longbond just mention, know that six months in advance yeah but I think just that's go, right. it's, it's, exactly. they open up every week so exactly you, you,
3: but and let's it, also not not like discourage people. I because I know that like you know cancellations happen, and I know that oh, like yeah. Longbon, you can get a table if you pay attention. Or, well, like, plus at least, like follow the, everybody's the, thing. If you really want to go, you can get a table, and I think yes. And you know, the very nature of those, Longbon
2: is mm-hmm. that you make a reservation six months in advance, mm-hmm. and there is a pretty. Fairly decent chance that when that comes up, you can't make that. Right. night. So <laughs> yeah, they do get, yeah, totally. they get, I've had that happen to me twice at Long Pound. It's like, yeah. oh man, I didn't even remember I made this yeah. and here it's coming up. So yeah. Was, when we
3: went, we had to, we got invited to, um, to some friends who had the New Year's Eve, uh, reservation. They just like booked for four knowing that, knowing that they can get two people to fill it, you know, if.
2: So are we at the age where people will be scalping those things and selling them for a profit? No. Oh, you know
3: what? There was like a service in New York at some point that was doing
2: that. I would think that in the bigger markets that's yeah. happening and yeah. they've, and they've when, done what they can mitigate. We, that. Uh, we're,
0: when Next originally opened up in, in Chicago, there was... That's what it was. Next that's where, tickets.
2: Right. Yeah. They were selling Next tickets and I'm sure there's yeah, a way around they, that. They let, but
3: they, were, they started becoming strict about that, I think. But yeah, I mean, something like that would be awesome. Like Gary's in town for... You know, so, like in San Francisco, you'd probably do that, right, Gary?
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, well, Scalp a yeah. ticket to well I don't next. know. Yeah, I might depend who it is. <laughs> if, um, uh, um, if Fran and Audrey were having a dinner. Oh, yeah. In San Francisco, and depending, I'm not going to pay $10,000 for a ticket to eat Audrey's food, but if it were like a couple thousand, sure, why not? Scalped, yeah.
2: So do you see, um, do you, would you prefer to go the direction as long as we're talking about it of, Reservations. When, you, when you're Friday and Saturday night, are those ticketed or are those reservations? No, no, people those are. People paying are, those up front?
3: No, those are by reservation. Um, we do have all, all of our reservations through our website, through uh, oh, so the reservation someone could, system. No, yeah. so
2: someone could cancel. Oh, and yeah. And then you've got
3: to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And how do you deal with that? Uh, we charge, we do charge a cancellation fee if it's within 24 hours. But Generally, because we have, inevitably have walk-ins um, and people who call the day of, um, we're really bad about answering emails and phone calls. So, so if, you know, they call after like 2 o'clock where, you know, all the staff is there and getting ready. So, um, yeah. Usually the day of, you can still score
2: a couple seats. So if someone scores seats, what are you most excited about
3: now that you're serving? Um, well, because the dumpling and noodle nights are, are new, um, I'm excited about that. But I, I, I haven't changed the menu on our Friday-Saturday nights. Too much. Um, components <laughs> change. So,
2: so what? I'm, ju- I'm I'm trying to get to what should get what. What will entice Court and me, or Court and his wife, to make a reservation? for me? What's What's great on the Friday and Saturday nights that I haven't had? Um,
3: you probably haven't had, well, you probably had pretty much everything because there's a bit of crossover, but you haven't had the Sam. So, uh, our, our prefix menu is, is sort of based around the two Sam dishes, um, Bosam, uh, traditionally done with, uh, pork belly. So we marinate it in Koji, um, that helps to sort of, you know, boost its umami. Um, and then we slow roast it and it's served sliced with, uh, rice little papers. Um, sheets of rice noodle, pickled daikon, little scallion salad. So it's all about like getting your hands dirty, getting in there, wrapping, wrapping. Up, you know. And, and so, how much of the,
2: uh, um, Oh what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, your what you're serving. Mm-hmm. How much is derived from what you knew from a childhood? Are you looking at cookbooks? What's coming out of just natural talent that you have?
3: Yeah, all of it's the- natural talent, but what. How do you come up with your recipes? Um, the recipes? The Bosa, uh, the truth is I try and stay pretty traditional with flavors. I, I do add little tweaks here and there That that um, is just from, you know, my 10 years of experience. Uh, well, no, it's a bit longer okay. than that. Now, That's not
2: a lot of experience. It's incredible to me how far you've come in a short period of time. Yeah.
3: Well, 10 years in New York is like, I feel like it's dog years, is Oh, okay. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't
2: yeah. So would you recommend to anybody young they go to New York first
3: to uh, really go through, you know, marine boot camp and uh, come back? It's, it's. I feel like it's a little different now. I feel like you can get, I feel like with, I think chefs will get their training in, in New York or San Francisco, these big markets, and, and then go to their hometown like I did.
2: Right. Um, would, would they be a better chef by doing that rather than just staying in Portland and, Walking into Just your depends. place, or it, it, it
3: depends. I don't think people will learn as much as they could in in some in a place like Spotted Paper, the Breslin, as they would uh, Like we're, our our place is so different that like it would be it would definitely be a different experience. Um, you want a full, well rounded, like get your butt kicked experience. You got to do it in the, in the big cities, right? And you can't kick anybody's
2: butt. You have an open kitchen, like it. It has to remain yeah. fairly low key. Yeah.
3: Right?
0: Do you ever have moments where you need to kick back? You yell I, a lot, yeah, really. Sometimes. I yell at Gary
3: a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. true. well, he's, he's not always, in your like, kitchen. Super inappropriate stuff while there's other pain guests at the counter. But.
0: Under underpants, underpants last night, prickling yeah. yeah. underpants. <laughs> yeah, I'm like,
3: dude, Gary, Gary. Um, yeah, talking about moist, wet, glazed chicken. Like, it's Did you ever see Gary when he actually dressed
2: up to go out to eat?
0: No, 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 yeah. no! You know he, he used to have me.
2: the he used to have the coolest suits in town. First oh, really? time I met him, he had on these beautiful, nice little suits, and sometimes a tie. Nice. By the way, I went out, I wore a tie last night to dinner at Achena with, with some friends. Where <laughs> uh, I have met, you go? I have never done that uh, just for to change it up. We had a little challenge: who's going to wear a tie? And I ended up being the only one to, to wear the tie. Sweet. I went to Achena in um, in Selwood Italian restaurant. Oh, oh okay. It was it was nice. And then we went to the Bible club afterwards. Have you been to the Bible club? I have not. Oh, well, you gotta go there for a yeah. cocktail. So. It's great. So can,
0: uh, I, can I say quickly one thing? Yes. If I were to re if I were to re rank the best restaurants of two thousand and sixteen, which would include January of two thousand and seventeen, hmm. because of Noodles and Dumpling Night, it would be number one. Yes. It would displace the Dame it would displace yes. as my number one because of noodles and dumpling night because no reservation just walk in it's casual it's, it, it does seem a little bit night and day between Fridays and Saturdays to Mondays and Sundays and Mondays.
2: So Gary, here's where we are, and Peter, this is where we are. I made it. You, you got, you've gotten all the awards or accolades that. Look, Gary I'm, already mentioned. Yeah. You give a shit whether Gary thinks that's the uh, the top one. That's <laughs> what, getting I, only about. About what <laughs> I only care, care about what Gary says. He doesn't care. I mean, look, I made it, guys. Yeah, if Gary, I'm here it, on Gary this podcast. All right. I'm gonna get I'm gonna um, get some more emails oh on this podcast. I can
3: just feel it. I could quit. I think I should just quit. <laughs> should I just quit now? I don't know. Should yeah. just yeah. close the doors? You
2: you make the call to recit while we're ahead. This has been this has been a fun but fairly dysfunctional podcast. And I'm gonna blame Gary for that. Uh, having Gary on. We have to we have to evaluate <laughs>
3: whether we're gonna do this again. Yeah, Gary stay on script, okay, Gary? Very
2: well, different when you were he, here he, with
0: Justin. He's got to Go- make me elevated Korean food. I want elevated Korean food. Sophisticated.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Modern. Maybe. Molecular. <laughs> no, you can't do, do that. Maybe you can do a pop-up. Maybe we can do I that. I might do that. that our, maybe we so can you do this
2: Portland Food Adventure. Hey,
3: that could be the dinner. Hey, you know what we should do for one of the Portland Food Inventions? I've been talking about this internally for a long while.
0: Gary, oh, God. The, Gary, oh, God. Gary, no. Gary, the food festival.
2: No, I'm not going to do Gary the Food what? Festival because <laughs> the last time Wait, he came, the on. time he like came to one of my dinners. The... Yeah, but the last this time he came to one. secret. Do you know that the last time he came to a dinner was at Cocote? He used to come quite a bit. Okay, he came to Cocotte. He gets in an <laughs> argument with an elderly lady oh sitting my. at our table about how many Michelin stars a restaurant in Paris had. That's I went to true. talk to some other that, people. I came back stuff, and I said, "Where's Gary?" And they said he stomped out of he here. He stormed off, pissed off. <laughs> so
0: it sounds classic it wasn't it wasn't about michelin stars it was something else
2: well it's a good i still like the story that it was about michelin okay. stars. i don't think he's
0: disputing the fact that he left yeah no i, 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 I do not dispute the fact that i left yeah. i'm gonna say something really imp, 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 implied uh-oh. to an 82 year old woman <laughs> she wasn't 83 she was like in her 60s no
3: but gary the food festival you know we'd invite all of gary's fam- favorite chefs you know all the ones that you know <sighs> make all the fancy food tweezers <laughs> oh from out of town sure
0: everywhere no, no,
3: so the oh, price, yeah, of the no, t- the price it'll be five hundred
2: dollars for the price yeah. of the ticket so um, totally yeah, yeah so i don't know if we can do that but stay tuned because we're gonna have fun planning something for sure april may something like that yes all right so peter how do we find you how do people make reservations uh how do people stalk you on your yeah. um <laughs>
3: on your crawls with gary uh, so we have our uh, social media, Instagram. Our Instagram account at HanokPDX. Uh, we try to keep updated um, as much as we can. Uh, but it's our website, HanokPDX. And how did you come up with that name? Where does the name come from? Um, so Hanok is a traditional Korean home, um, it's Korean architecture. Uh, it has a lot to do with sort of. There's always like. Um, there's always like a courtyard. Um there's also the thing I read that like mountains should be in the back of the home and a river or water a body of water should be in the front of the home mm-hmm. and I found that we just sort of kind of fit that with the Where's the body of water? What what with the fire engines uh, the wa- at the <laughs> Yeah. <end?
2: laughs> yeah
3: no. Um yeah, we still haven't fixed that door. Um when broke in. But uh yeah, so Hanok being that it's um I changed the spelling a little bit but you know it's our home so because we live there um yeah I, th- I thought it was fitting my mom actually came up with it it was on a trip oh cool in korea that's a nice tribute yeah. to your mom yeah. and
2: she should because that's yeah. where you you know well it's, all really, yeah, it's all really yeah early food memories come from and you know all, all that and she's there yeah it's wonderful Does she we didn't get to talk at all she was busy doing dumplings
3: yeah she's shy is she i, I do like to put her front and center though <laughs> i
2: did i did notice while court and i were talking that there were some smiles going on on her part so she yeah. was she was listening to the conversation oh she was <laughs> yeah, yeah it was probably scary to think what she might what she could yeah you know out us on right. i don't know
1: yeah yeah. No, we, we gotta <laughs> do a lot of stuff <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right peter thanks so much and gary thank you too you're welcome thanks gary thank
0: you See you today. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at Right at